When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, I'm your boy, Drew. This is Option Forward. I'm always joined by the second half of the show, GQ Nesto. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, ready to get this thing going. Something new. Um, we going to mix it up this time. So we got to let's get this shit cracking. All right. Yeah, we do want to do a little bit of a round robin today, but I don't know if you guys have ever worked for someone and you don't really know anything about your boss. Well, we got the boss on the show today. All right, we got ladies and gentlemen. We got uh, Mrs. Shane Carmichael. All right, Shane, how you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. No problem. You know, like I said, we don't know anything about Shane, but that he just knows everything and everyone. So what did, what, what would you want people to know about you, Shane? Ooh, where to start? Where to start? <laughs> where to start? Uh, yeah, I've been in entertainment, I guess, for, shoot, like 16 years now. Um, I come from an entertainment-based family. Uh, my grandfather was an actor uh, and an NFL Hall of Fame football player. Okay. Um, so he was in movies like Spartacus, uh, some Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's first movie ever. Um, and then he was in the NFL for a long time, won the Rose Bowl with USC. He had the only touchdown in that game against UCLA. You're just really stunting right now. Yep. Okay. So, well, I'm just, you know, giving you some background so you understand. Bam. So, yeah. You know, first first touchdown in the AFL before it turned to AFC when he played for the Broncos. Before that, he was on Green Bay. Uh, got traded to the Broncos the first year that Lombardi took over because uh, he got injured. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kind of came up with that background, and then my dad uh, was a two-time national surfing champion. Sold the first skateboarding move, full-length skateboarding film ever. Um, won a bunch of awards like Emmys and ESPYS and so forth. And then he went into enter like the technical side of things. Um, but I grew up with my dad putting me on the beach, you know, making me film his surfing sessions. So. That's how I grew up uh, filming originally. Um, always had a passion in music. So I ended up managing artists for a long time. Um, managed about 12 artists. Got seven signed to major record label contracts. Uh, did that for a long time. And then was doing filming at the same time. Went into, you know, working on The Bachelor. Working on Gatorade commercials. All sorts of stuff. And then uh, 
all that segued into uh, me editing a TV show for uh, DJ Ski over at Dash Radio. Know who that is? Uh, ended up coming on being the director of operations for Dash Radio for a couple of years. So I worked with you know everyone from Snoop Dogg to late Mac Miller, Tech Nine, you know all the big people over there. Um, they're doing a bunch of great things, and then left there, built another radio app, and. Now I'm in podcasting. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Still doing music. So too, but from yeah. what I gather, you yeah. are the wrong person on uh, bring your parent to school day. You know what? You, know, you line them all. Yeah. Up you, and you say how cool yeah. my dad is and you're just shitting on everybody else. So congratulations, Shane. Good job. Yeah. So been in podcasting for like a year and a half, two years now. Okay. So just kind of. He's the OG. Nice, He's nice. the OG. Hey, but Nesto, we going we going GQ Nesto. We going to turn it over to you. And uh, I know there's some topics, some little roundtable discussions that you would like to do. Uh, let's let's yeah, start off with yeah. the first one. What yeah. we got? Yeah, I was I was you know I I, I like to I like to always like uh, Google the weirdest shit you know, or I always like go through my um, like uh, news little little tab you know, and then I start digging and. I don't know. I just always I'm I'm always interested in some like weird shit that's going on around the world. I want to make sure what the hell I'm in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I I came through this 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 article where a mom sues Snapchat after her 11 year old suicide. Her 11 year old child committed suicide. Committed suicide because of Snapchat. The addiction of Snapchat. That's basically what it said. Like, what do you guys think about all this? Was it a bullying? Did it go into that? No, it was just addiction. And so she took the phone away? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's an interesting one. Um, I, I always tell people as a parent, I, I think our children of today are more exposed uh, than we ever could be. Um, there's conversations that I've had to have with my daughter at like, 11 years of age and 12 years of age that I wasn't expecting to have with her until she at least hit high school. Um, but I think there has to be some kind of control mechanism. There has to be some kind of uh, standard or rule set or guidelines, uh, a better word to use, guidelines in the home to where, all right, if I see you're overindulging um, in any aspect, it can be video games, it can be your phone, it can, whatever it is, if I feel like it's taken away from what you really need to be focused on, then of course, as a parent, you're supposed to ch- step in. But if you're, I think if your kid is already addicted at 11, that's more along the lines of parenting, in my opinion, and I don't know this situation. <laughs> All right. So don't come at me like that. All right. But that in my opinion, that's kind of like sitting your kid on a couch and allowing the television to raise them. Yeah, you know, you're stepping in, and taking kinda, the easy way out, right? You know, right. And then you see it all the time. You see parents give their kid an iPad. Here, you know, I'm trying to do whatever. You know, enjoy yourself. Yeah, entertain yourself so I can go. Yeah, do what I got to do. Yeah. How do you think? What do you think? What are your thoughts? At first, I was kind of like, I mean, I kind of felt bad because I'm like 11 year old. Like that shit's not cool. You know what I mean? Because at 11 years old, I, I mean. The last thing I can remember is playing like green light, red light. You know what I mean? Like none of that really mattered as far as, I mean, we just had Nintendo and the little duck game, you know, nothing crazy. So, so I was just like 11 years old. That That's just, it's unfortunate. But then you start thinking about the lawsuit 
And I thought I was like, you, you know, to me, I'm like, I, I, I like this whole type of shit. Like, cause now you can sue about everything, really. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like we live in this society where everybody's so like, it's they're so um, sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say anything anymore, cause like shit just gets taken out of context, right? So like, for that mom to go and say, I need to sue, I was just like, damn, like. You couldn't put a timer in her, like, like, why did you even put her in there? Like, how, how do you blame Snapchat? Like, I don't know. That that to me, that it's kind of it's kind of brilliant at the same time, but ah. it's brilliant. No, I mean, like, like at least you're getting <laughs> what are we you're, at least you're getting money. You know what I mean? Like, possibly, possibly, because you, you gotta think Snapchat's you know a multi million or even billion dollar business, right? And two things are gonna happen. One. They'll pay her off, throw the case out, or they're going to drag her out so long in court that she loses every dime she has. Yeah, they'll exhaust her expenses and they won't even put a dent in their books. Damn. Yeah. And that's really the hard truth of it. And they do it all the time. Big corporations come into smaller businesses and do that all the time. But I want to make sure we put out here, we're not saying it's brilliant that she get money and her kid is gone. All right. Like. You know, uh, the money is not going to replace I, I would her say job. brilliant, the idea of like, okay, let me compensate because these people, because, okay, let's, let's look at the, the negative part about it. Like, uh, what was that, that show that they had on Netflix where basically Squid games, they know everything talking? about yeah, you. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of stalking your daughter or your, you know, son, whatever, you know? Um, so it has. I think that that's the brilliant part that you that you have some some sort of like okay like something against social media, but obviously that that's already too big to even try to attack. You know what I mean? Like at this point, that's the the new way of communication. So like um, one of the things that that um, I was looking at that it, it kind of went hand in hand to that was like I don't know if you guys heard of like um, Prince Andrew and all the bullshit that they got going on out there. Like, this dude deleted his uh, uh, social media, like, instantly. Like, bro, you already got caught. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, you know you know when uh, the queen's already taken away all his badges here in, in the yeah. military? Yeah. They know he's yeah. going down. Yeah. They know. They're already, they're already cutting ties. Yeah. yeah. So they so they just they, they just they deactivated his shit? All but, of his honors, awards, everything. But no, but the thing is, that they, dude, this is not this is not news to them. They probably already know. Oh, they, they knew. You know it. It's just saying? getting exposed. Now. Right. So now yeah. we got to save face and, you know, do what's right by the watching eye. So, but, you know, that, that leads me to my question to you, Shane. You know, dealing with film and, and basically digital content, do you think uh, we have a response? You know, back in the days with Charles Barkley, anybody follow basketball, he went to this whole thing. I'm not a role model. I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? So what, how, how do you feel about Things like this, like you know, Snapchat, kid committing suicide. Are I mean, those who out there created those creators? Are we responsible? No, I think if the parents are responsible, but I think the way I look at that is from the mother's perspective, is you know, like when people get sick, say they get cancer and they die from cancer, they usually blame the doctor, you know? Oh, the doctor could have helped them, the doctor could have done this. And I feel like this is the mom's like grieving process and she's trying to blame snapchat for you know child's death and that's what's going down now and maybe the money will help her 
get over that. I don't know what the purpose is, but you know, I think that's the way I look at it and content, you know, we have content at the edge of our fingertips every day now. So it's, it's our job as parents to manage what our kids are seeing, how long they're on this stuff. I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't have this. My parents would just lock me outside, figure it out. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. right. go play. You need to go play for two hours. You know, right. <laughs> and then you can play out. video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd they'd wear you out in the sun. You know, so I think it's just it's a different age, and obviously we're going through. I think the other side of it is we're going through a pandemic still. You know, people are staying inside. They're trying not to go out. They're trying not to travel, and it's starting. You're seeing a lot of people affected by this mentally and it's starting to weigh on people and you're seeing that come out in different ways shape and shapes and forms you know seeing drugs increase you're seeing murder increase seeing all these things happen negatively by what's going on in the world so and what do you do you know so like okay so do you think why do you think that happens okay so we know this information about prince andrew exposed right bam but after the fact, you come and you take all his decorations away. Um, why do you think that happens to like a lot? Like any like you can think about any like, I guess, notable person whenever they've gotten in trouble. It's always, oh, their jerseys is coming down from the Raptors or we're taking this award back. We're taking this Heisman back or whatever it is. Why do you think the public is so focused on that? Like now. Nah, because if I is it if I leave these awards and decorations, if, do I feel like I'm supporting this person? Do you think that plays a part in it? I think it it it's I want to say the illusion of of I think come on like we're all full of shit in some sort of way. You know what I mean? So so like I think they worry so much about the image of the country to the point that they don't really uh, like. They don't really acknowledge the fact that the damage is already done. You know what I mean? And at this point, all you have to do is like hope to God that people are going to, you know, forget, you know, um, that country is just weird, though. Like they just they do some crazy shit like they just ban you like that's some like dictatorship. Like they're like, you can't go like or or like like think about the other. What was it? The the brother or who was it? The the. um uh nephew who was it that that like abandoned the family you know what i mean like oh, that oh was, uh, was that henry prince henry who was that it came over you talking about mary megan Markle? yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Prince, prince harry harry there you yeah. go i don't follow them but yeah but but like you know what i mean like for people to be like like okay i don't even want to be royal anymore like i'm out like what does that tell you you know what i mean like, I, I think he probably was trying to. Obviously, he had enough. You know, obviously, he from going back to his mother, um, Princess Diana, and things that occurred with her, and then him being married to someone who's of African descent or half. You know, I think that was just a bit much. I, I think he just made an executive decision. You know, what I'm saying to come come to America, but I don't know. It was, it was almost like a coming to America type thing, though. Like, I renounce my throne. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And, you know, you. I was expecting her to be like, no, 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 babe. No, no, no. No to renounce your throne. You know what I'm saying? We we need this money. She was like, let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah, yeah, she was like, let's go. I'm out. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. That kind of shows that she's probably, like, down. Down for him. So, but then now, because of that, now you have, now you have, like, 
you know, <laughs> the queen over there taking badges and trophies and you know what I mean? Like she's trying to protect the brand. But what's going to happen when she dies? You know what I mean? It's a wrap. You know what I mean? Who's going to who's going to take over? Regardless of that, I mean, that was just kind of weird article. But another thing that I was that I was uh, run into was um, the way hip hop is moving now, like as far as like there's some research or uh, research done on on the fact that now they're using hip hop as a way to um, generate voters to, you know, support their cause. So what do you guys think about that? Like, um, I don't know. I think it's always, I mean, hip hop music in general has always been a, a very influential on any society or culture. But I think with so much emphasis put on the elections nowadays, um, there were a lot of votes that they say weren't coming from those like deep rural areas, areas in the South and stuff like that. So I think putting that message out there and putting the importance on getting out and, you know, putting your ballot in there. I think that's uh, I think it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I think awareness and any aspect of life is what we need, you know, and that's how you develop an understanding. You know what I'm saying? It's through that. If you don't know something even exists, and then it's presented to you. I think you can find any usefulness out of out of that. You know, what you think, Shane? Yeah, I agree. I think I think a lot of people. I think the problem is like today too is like a lot of people have opinions, and they want everyone to follow their opinion. But I think it's Facts. important to create awareness for voting, but at the same time, also be aware yourself to do the research yourself, see what's out there, make your own opinion based off of that. So, but I think the the awareness definitely has grown. I mean, we had the highest voting numbers we've ever had right. this last this last uh, cycle. So, and I'm sure it's only going to get higher. You know, but yeah. but but you know, one of the things that okay, it kind of trips me out because I, I saw this. Now I don't know the credibility of it, um, and I'm not a conspiracy type of guy. But uh, basically, they were they were saying that back in the day, I guess early 90s, uh, 80s or something like that. There was like basically a bunch of uh, uh, music executives and producers and, you know, all these artists were met, right, at this place, location, whatever, right? And long story short, what they were trying to do is that they were trying to make sure that their lyrics um, were basically more... um, uh, you know, be a be a bigger cause to committing crime and and obviously landing in jail because obviously the the prison system hap- happens to be a uh you know a, a a source of income for some executives, right? So the the whole thing was leading is okay. Um, if you if you look at Lil Pump, look at uh, the stupid lyrics that nowadays people say, you know. So the the way that that power is being used now is is kind of scary. So right. you're saying that they got together and decided to keep the content negative in order to push promote cr- promote from- crime and and obviously fill those jails up. Interesting. Now, I've, I've now, never, now, never now I mean, I'm not. I mean, it kind of makes sense, really, because think about like how successful some some songs are that you're like, what the, you know, like. Well, there's. I've been in the music business for a minute, and you'll see a lot of stuff. 
that you wouldn't believe is real, I would say. <laughs> um, I've seen everything from weird satanic rituals in a studio from your biggest producer. I've seen, you know, people trying to recruit people for whatever cult or whatever you want to call it. I've seen, like, you know, we look at the Grammys, for example. It's 200 people that own record labels, are the biggest influencers in music, sitting in a room deciding how to get their artists nominated or how to get their artists to win. Now, 200 people, they own the music, so now they're going to push those musicians. You know, where's the reality in what's going on? So it's just, yeah, it's, I can see it. That's for right. sure. And right. there's a formula for every song written. That's true. There's different ways you write songs and there's different ways that are hits are made. And it's the same thing over and over. So you see that in music all the time, especially when you get into the bigger realm, working with really big artists. And then there's like the outliers that fight against, you know, being the popular, popular ones and, so it's just it's interesting it's a very money-driven industry so it's kind of mind-fucking isn't it a little bit yeah i'm like i'm just like imagining well think about it's just saying i'm just like this well it's like you dive into like i'll tell you how the money is broken down and you'll understand like an artist after they pay everyone out makes seven to nine cents off a stream okay average record label makes 1.7 billion dollars a week Wow. Takes someone a million stream, pays an artist three thousand dollars. Does that make sense? Not at all. Yeah. That's bad business. Yeah. So it's like you look at it, that's why touring's so important. Merchandise is so important right now, because that's where artists make their money. But every record contract these days is a three sixty deal pretty much. Right. So they're taking everything, you know? Taking twenty percent of this, twenty percent of that. And you don't own your masters. All the money in music is in your masters. So if you don't own your masters, you're not making money no matter what. And that's why you say most people go independent instead of signing to the major labels. And that's why you see people like, for example, the artist Russ. Right. He was so big because he did. He was getting denied blog after blog after blog. Couldn't get anything because a lot of our hip hop, especially it's not ran by the record labels anymore. It's ran by the blogs. A lot of people are blowing up from being on a blog. So you're seeing a lot of people get signed. You're seeing companies like Lyrical Lemonade. Oh, I got a music video with a guy that owns Lyrical Lemonade. Then they blow up. So it's ran off these websites now. And someone like him never could get on those sites. And then he made it on his own. And now they're all trying to get him on there. And he's like, fuck you guys. You know? Yeah. I I, I followed him. He's a. Yeah. But he he went and learned everything himself. He learned how to mix. He learned how to master. He learned how to write, record, everything. He's just a one man show. So, con, con, so do you you understand like you know the breakdown of the money as far as with the streams and stuff like that? But yeah. like in a in his and a person like him, and say for instance, you are an independent label. That's why we were supposed to have someone on and a guest to kind of break that down. How does the how does that money work? I know it because you own it. It should all come to you, but it's it's got to be somebody got their hands out somewhere. So oh, there's, where, hand, where? there's hands out everywhere. So you you know you usually most people will have an attorney. At a 5% retainer, any income you make, they get 5% of it. Um, That's always one side. If you're a producer, if you have a producer writing beats or you have a producer writing, you're giving off points on your album. So, you know, album splits up certain different ways. Uh, Sometimes they'll do masters. 
trades masters where you make your money so like you also get like sync rights if it's in tv or film so that's usually big money it just depends and that's like why most people will go to the company like universal and sell sell their stuff because then you're getting put into those movies and tv shows and stuff you have that benefit okay or warner or whatever that's when you say you're like using them as your distributor yeah okay yeah so it's like today it's like becoming different because you know now we're getting the tools to distribute ourselves with DistroKid and TuneCore and things like that united masters so we have the tools to distribute our own music now but you know when you go into say spotify Record labels own a lot of Spotify. A lot of people don't know that. They own a good chunk of stock in there. You have the way Spotify works for an artist, how you get your song to get promoted onto a Spotify playlist to pop, is there's like a whole bridge to their algorithm, which people don't know. Like, I'll just give some people some knowledge right now. Go ahead. Yeah. So when you release a song on Spotify, you basically have to go in and claim your artist profile build out the more information you give an artist profile the more spotify wants to promote you so you build it out in there do that about you want to upload a song about eight weeks ahead of time because they have a thing called release radar in spotify you submit your song two weeks after you upload it that song will end up on the editor's desk at spotify they get five thousand plus songs a week so you're trying to land on these all these interns desks to hear your song and push it up the ladder there to get you on a Spotify playlist right away. Right now on your song, actual release date, then you got to get an independent playlist to push the song up into the algorithm to end up in like discover weekly, fresh finds, all that stuff. But what people don't know is Spotify doesn't just look in the wheelhouse of Spotify. They're scanning the whole entire internet, YouTube, Instagram, websites everything for your stuff to see if it's trending so that algorithm not only includes your plays but includes what you're doing outside wow and then you end up on a discover weekly if the song does good there you go to fresh finds or wherever so that's how you climb the ladder in spotify dropping gems yep dropping gems hey this is kind of interesting yeah. all right so okay Drop some gems for the for the for the podcasters out there. How, what do you have to do? Uh, I know there's an algorithm. Is it in the titles? There's 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 an algorithm for I would say everything on the audio audio side. There's not really that much for podcasting yet. On that side, it's the biggest thing for podcasting is guesting on other podcasts that have a similar genre or like topics and so forth as your podcast, and then you're kind of sharing the podcast audience. The biggest thing is podcast is pretty much 20% of this industry right now. It's very small still. It's growing rapidly. But a lot of people don't know what podcasts are. They don't know how you go download. They don't know how to do any of that stuff. So you're trying to to grow faster. You're trying to target an audience that's already there. So there's that side of it. On the video side of things, YouTube is obviously the number one spot right now. Um, There's all sorts of stuff. Your banners, your profile, has to be filled out completely. Uh, profile pics, your thumbnails have to be engaging. Um, you've, the biggest thing is your videos got to be under playlists when you upload them. You can't upload them to an upload folder. They're not under a playlist. Spotify, or I mean YouTube, doesn't take them into a discover zone or a trending zone. 
So you'll never <clears throat> get the growth that you need to get. So it's you're getting blocked. It's like the same with uh, Spotify. If you don't go and release Radar, that's the bridge to the Spotify playlist. So you're never going to hit that. So it's like the wall you got to climb over, you know? The wheels are just spinning. Yeah. The wheels are just spinning. That, that's just like, that shit feels like, it's like uh, um, CrossFit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that's how it really feels. Like, uh, like mental CrossFit. Just trying to figure this shit out. Because it's, it's like, um, luckily, I mean, I mean, well, not luckily, but I mean, the older generation is dying. So, you know what I mean? It's going to get more easier and easier, right? Because of all the technology. So, we don't really have to worry about that. But it's like, that's the people that kind of have that that um you want to say common sense and value of hearing you out you know what i mean because you're bringing some sort of value where it's just you're not just talking to talk like you're 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 trying to enlighten people through your experiences or other people's experiences so that's man like i i think uh 20 percent like damn like we're we're definitely like old school for yeah, sure it, it, this is a new media podcasting yeah. is a new media it's been around for 10 years right but you know, you know, we went from a couple of years ago. They had forty thousand podcasts. They have over two million now. Just to show you, like the level of growth. You know, you know, you got companies like Spotify buying up all these companies, SiriusXM, Pandora, all that stuff. Right. Amazon. You know, everyone's moving this way because radio is dying. Radio is pretty much dead. Yeah, pretty much. You know, they've everyone's trying to crawl out of a hole in radio right now, and and the way. You know, when especially with advertising, podcast is huge right now because it's a one to one ratio. You can tell you have one listener. You can tell if they're female, male, what their demographic is, their annual income. Even you can pull that data with radio. You know how they they do ads? No, they have, uh, uh, isn't it about money? Right. So no, whoever, no, no. so yeah, you get paid money, but they rig the numbers. So you're gonna laugh at this. So shine some more knowledge. Uh, <laughs> everyone will laugh at this because it's funny. So they give 200 people basically like a pager across a whole you know city. They send out a signal to see whose pager's on when they're listening. That represents up to 10,000 people. Zero to 10,000. What? Yeah. Now break, no, break that down again. Okay, so, so say you got 50 Rewind people. that. Yeah. See, say you got 50 people in a city, right? Right. Say one pager's on when they say send out a signal. That can re- represent zero to 10,000 people. One page. So, so when they're going to an advertiser to sell ads, they're saying 10,000 people's listening. Wow. But they have no clue what the actual freaking number is. Not one clue. Oh, then that, that kind of makes you feel better. So, so, so they don't know everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they don't. They but the reason radio makes such big money is because you got people like Universal or someone like that saying, "We want you guys playing whoever Ariana Grande eight cycles a day." And they're giving the radio five hundred thousand dollars. Damn. So that's why you hear the same shit over and over. You can you can listen to iHeart Station here, drive it all the way to Arizona, it'll be right. the same same shit music, just a different talker in between. Right. That's you know? It's the same thing. They have fifty, you know, fifty radio stations or whatever across the country. It's all gonna be the same sh- shit for the same type of station. That's mind blowing. Yeah. When did you decide like I know you know you, you say you was working with your pops at the beach, you know what I'm saying, watching him do his thing in the waves. 
Uh, when did you decide to like, you know what, I want to do this like professionally. I think I got a passion for this. I actually, so I went to community college. I was taking film classes. I knew it interested me. I liked editing. I like filming. I like creating. Um, I was going through like kind of a crazy point in my life where I was being an idiot and got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm either going to go into the military or something's going to break here. And I literally went into a Navy recruiting office, got all the paperwork, filled it all out. I was about to go turn it all in. And I got a phone call from my aunt. Hey, uh, I wanted you to meet someone. So I met her for breakfast before I went over there. And the husband of the girl she was with worked on film sets. And he owned like his own company. And they were doing a Gatorade shoot and hired me as a PA. So I was drove up to LA that day, worked for $60 for the whole weekend, learned lighting, gaffering, all that stuff, grip, and just worked my way up from there. And just dove fully, moved up here within like six months. Uh, moved to LA, was working a ton, ended up going to Hawaii with my dad for a trip. Then I met Mike Fleiss, who's like the executive producer on The Bachelor. He helped me get a job. So it's just all networking. It's what really what it came down to. So, so what what they say is sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. Oh, for sure. Because you only got to be right once, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was it was pure luck for sure. So <laughs> yeah, pure, I would say pure luck. I mean, I was good. Yeah, I got kicked out when I was eighteen. I was like hopping between my aunt's houses, and yeah, it was just kind of mess doing dumb shit, hanging out. With gangbangers and all sorts of weirdness but yeah i got super lucky you know took a you know made me get to where i am today which is crazy hot for those who out there who are like just beginning uh or trying to figure this out like you know like we are um what would you what advice would you get as far because you know like we solicit the help of people like you, you yeah. know what I'm saying, who have the experience. Who so know call the- me. My number is no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put uh, it out there. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, I think it, the advice is, I mean, you have a lot of, uh, there's a ton of resources out there, I guess, that people can use. But you don't know what's real and what. And that's always the issue with anything, though. It could be, you know, getting your song playlisted. could be bullshit. So it's it's really, you know, going through where you want to go and looking at your competitors, like looking at the things that people that are successful in your realm. So, you know, say you have a show you like, go look at who works on that show, where they work, look at what they're doing, you know, and kind of copy that, make it your own, but copy it is usually, I think the best way to go get to a point where, you know, you have a decent following on your own and then go get help. So I think that's the best way to go. I think it's good for people to get their hands wet and learn things because then, you know, you have some knowledge going into something. You respect what it is. You know, I think things are, you know, better earned than given in any case. So it kind of, it kind of just makes you think like, obviously everybody here in the room we didn't really have the luxury of the access that we have now, you know? And I think that that would have changed the whole dynamic of everything. If you really think about it, 
like we would be in completely different you know positions because now it's like we gotta adapt to both things it's like take take old habits you know what i mean like and it, I, there's that saying that you can't trick you can um teach uh, old dog new tricks but I, I don't think that's necessarily true um because it just depends how much you want it you know what i mean like are you gonna put put in the sacrifice are you willing to fail you know what I mean? Because if you don't fail, you're never going to learn what not to do. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's crazy, man. Like, I don't know. That's obviously trending a whole different direction. But yeah. you, you hear it on something. So, I mean, things are like better uh, earned rather than given to you. But uh, I think right now, is I think it's frustrating. Like, because, you know, we, like you said, you can look at somebody and like study their show and study what they're doing. But even with that, it's the behind the scenes is what what actually is. It's pushing that show. And that's what's so hard to figure out to make. Well, sure most yeah, happens. most of these big shows have full crews on them. They have a dedicated yeah, video team. editor, dedicated audio editor, an associate producer, a producer, a senior producer. And then they have a studio team, you know. They have big crews on them. They got one But job. again, you got to be at a certain level to get there. You can't you can't jump in and expect all this stuff without paying a bunch of money. True. So you just put your yourself in a hole. So you know that you'll gain a level of success by you know trying to repeat the cycle that everyone's doing. You'll get to a certain point, you know for sure, and then you can go back and adjust. So so let me ask you something Shane. Um right now when you were when you were saying that you just have to kind of like mimic and just kind of give it your your flavor, your taste. Yeah, you um, got to be original. So, that's the biggest thing. So yeah. so with that with that being said, that's really what that's really what pushes um success really in this industry. Like basically you just have to be uh like there's no such thing as you're on your own, but then you know, you got you kind of have to go with the trend. Is that really what it is? Not necessarily. I think there's when I when I say mimic, I mean more mimic how things are posted, how things are designed, okay, okay. that type of stuff. Okay. As far as content and creating the content, original every time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not not unique the same TikTok and shit. You know, no, like- no, no, no. Uniqueness is important. Um, there's hundreds of thousands of talk shows on in podcasting. So how what spend do you have? That's going to separate you from those hundred thousand. And that's the way you got to think about it. Do you feel like you really have to have a niche or like you, you can. Yeah. Go- you'll, you'll get lost. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So. Here I mean, we are. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> here we are. I've, I've, I've watched, you know, I've watched celebrities come into this space with 2 million plus followers and fail. They can't even get 2000 listens on their podcast, let alone even 500. Some of them. So it's not about 500. Yeah. 500 downloads. And they got 2 million followers. They're promoting it. They're doing everything. And sometimes it comes slap in the face. Sometimes it (laughs) comes down to, you know, their listener base. Maybe they're too old. Uh, You know, it might come down to, you know, the content. No one wants to hear what they really want to talk about. They want to hear where they came from, what TV show they were on. They want to see, you know, the past stuff come up, you know. So it just it really depends on the person, but I've seen shows that you know have no name people on them, and they're making two million a year doing podcasting. 
or they're making 500 grand a year. I've seen people with, you know, 60,000 downloads make 54,000 on Patreon every month. So, so it really it all comes down to the technology, right? And all the, 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 the organized how how you put everything together, right? Yeah, how you put everything together, how structured your show is, how it's shot, how it's edited. It's a little bit of everything. So, you know, it's a formula that you create for your, you know, thing and you got to continue evolving. You know, there's going to when you get to a certain point too, there's going to be people trying to rip you off. Yeah. Shit, remember when we came in here and like he 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 dropped knowledge for the first time on us? How how disappointed we were. We're like it was like you know, cuz it's crazy cuz everything is moving so fast. You well, you 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 know, you guys came in early too though. Keep that in mind like imagine someone that's got 5 years deep in this. Yeah. Well, you, you and they're saved, not scratching the you surface. Saved us, you saved saved us money. <laughs> <laughs> in a long, man, because no, like we were, uh, like we were telling our, our our previous guests, man, we were just we was just dumping money everywhere, like hoping, trying to think, or oh, maybe we need to promote here, promote here, and, and it was like no result, no result <laughs> whatsoever, like nothing. And then, but yet, and then we leave, and we're like, you know, like nah, maybe this isn't for us. Like let's let's just stop, dude. Like, cause we're we're arguing with each other because we're both passionate about what we do, and we want to make it, and we're not seeing it. So instead of like ruining our relationship, our friendship, then let's let's just stop. Let's let's chill. And then we were like, and then we stop, and then everybody's like, "Well, where y'all go? Like, what do you mean where y'all go? Like, according to these numbers, nobody's here. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, what do you mean? Where did we go?" <laughs> like, when did you watch? You know what I'm saying? I didn't know, right? And you're the only person well, yeah. contacted. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> and so then we, you know, we come up with the bright idea, like, all right, well, we're going to start again, and well, we it's got to be different. We got to have a different look. Let's change it up, and like maybe the energy of where we go. Then he found, you know, your your studio and and, and the services that you provide, and and we came in here and like, all right, well, we're about to. We're about to attack this. Bam. You knock out the episode. After the episode, we come talk to you, tell you what we're doing. And we figure, like, you know, we got a hand on this. And, like, you just totally, like, bro, like, everything y'all doing is just totally wrong. And it's easier if you just start from scratch. And we're just like, dude, like, you imagine that coming in. Yeah, that's the hard thing, too. And, like, all my friends will tell you, too. Like, I'm blunt. Is hell. I almost yeah. threw up. When yeah, you said no, that. I yeah. Shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I was like, oh damn! Like straight, like he didn't, he didn't even, he didn't even like warn us or anything. He went straight for the kill. But that was cool though. It felt good because like I kind of felt feel good. No, the it, whole time you, like, you can you you hear what he said to us? <laughs> no, Talk but about. but it felt good the next day that it was like all right, it's over with. Like at least somebody was brutally true because that's why I was like. Like one of the things that I was telling him when we were like, um, like um, arguing about it was was like we're like man at least somebody tell us we suck or some shit you know what I mean like give us something give us some sort of criticism give us like like so that when you came in and you just spoke truth like we were just like damn but it was cool though it was it was fucked up at the time though I'm like, now let, let me ask where are you guys at now from before <sighs> like what's the comparison oh it's night and day. Yeah, it's not a day. I don't want to throw our numbers out there. And no, you know, I'm we're, just we're, saying. We're, like, no, I'm just saying. I, I want to. I like. I like to. Like, I take a break on the weekend from looking at all everything because I'll be in there every day looking at yeah. from everyone from Chartable, um, 
on the uh, what else do we use? Uh, I'll be looking at our IG numbers or every platform that we have. I'll be looking at it just to see if what we're doing is working. And, and so far, so good. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, but it's hard though, man, because I, the breaking it's a slow point, grind. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's also yeah. like, dude, like we, we've come to the real, the realization that nobody is going to give you a handout in this industry. But like, I so hope, like all the time, every time I have a have, have to call you, I'm like, hey, Shane, um, <laughs> I, I need this edited, man. I'm just hoping that one day, you know what, Drew, man, you know what? Hey, it's on the house this time. But it's never like that. Hey, that'd be about uh, this amount of money. And I'm just <laughs> like, like, dude, give me a break. Like, help me out here. But no, I think that's what people, um, if you're really taking this serious, in my opinion, I, I can't speak for everyone who's podcasting, but like, dude, there is a financial responsibility behind this. You know, unless you're a one-stop shop and you know how to do everything on your own, like, you know, you're going to have to outsource something. Yeah. And that's that's the like the toughest the challenge. Every part. it's it's crazy because like everyone could do it, you know, themselves. I mean, everything's on freaking YouTube these days. So you can learn anything you want to learn. It really comes down to time. How valuable is your time? Is it easier for you to spend money or is it easier for you to sit there for four hours editing? You know? That's really what it comes down to. True. So either way, it's a dedication at some level, you know? Yeah, def- definitely, definitely true. It, it, it definitely puts you, like, in perspective, too, of, like, what you really want to do with your life. Like, shit, I was, I'm, I'm, like, questioning everything. Like, should I stay at work? Should I podcast? Like, you know, so many different things going in your mind. Because, like, like, to me, the value in this is not necessarily just to be on a mic. Because, I mean, I, I like, when he approached me about this idea, I was like... I I'm, I was like, like, hell no, man. Like, I'm not about to, because sometimes I say stupid shit. So I was like, I, I'm not trying to have that. <laughs> I'm not trying to have that, like, filmed. You know what I mean? And then, like, filmed and recorded. Be like there in the universe. Yeah, forever. I was like, I was like, like, the first time I remember we did it in, in his kitchen. Um, and, like, we were just, like, we were just turned up. And we just, we just like, fuck it. Let's just turn on the mics and let's just go at it. Bro, till this day, I wear my glasses because it's, like, it's one of those things where where it's, like, you want to be you, but at the same time, like, um, you want to you you want to like make sure that you're not saying anything stupid. So you have to be like you have to be in a in a like calm state of mind, and then you know deliver actual like valuable information that people are going through, and and that that that's the part that is like, damn. So your glasses protect you. I don't. I, I'm not here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm invisible. You know what I mean? Like takes away all the pressure. You know what I mean? Like. It's crazy. That no, that that is crazy. But let's let's get back to you, Shannon, and all this music and wonderful. I know you got some crazy stories, man. I know we already. That's a kind. Of, you know, we've all, I've heard about the whole satanic thing and the music, and that's that's been around for for many years. What, what did you get, think at that time? That's kind of that's. Kinda uh, it's 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 crazy. I mean, <laughs> but like I've heard I've heard about it forever, and that. And I was in it. This only happened like a couple of years ago, which is crazy because I've been in the industry for a long time. And we went to the studio with an artist and we walked into that. 
And we were like, whoa. So, so how did, so how does <laughs> yeah. that like, yo, so how does I don't want to drop any right? names. No, 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 no. Yeah. So how does that, so when you walk into something like that, I'm, I'm assuming there were candles everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, there's candles. Everyone was sitting on the floor in a circle. It was like straight out of like the movie craft or something. It was wow. weird. So, yeah. so what did you say? You was like, "Hey, anybody need me to blow out?" I, a candle? Well, we weren't like, even <laughs> in like fully in the room yet. We were on the like the basically like, I guess you can say waiting room. So there was a glass window in between the studio and us. But I was like walked up and I was like, "Yeah, maybe we should hold a minute." <laughs> you know? <laughs> did you so, play possum? You know I, mean? I was just like, I was just like sat there on the couch. I was just like, don't make eye contact. You know I was mean? just like, nah, I was just like, whatever. <laughs> so after they finished, how was that interaction? Have you just seen Oh, they were just that- like, hey, what's up? Thanks for coming. <laughs> like everything was normal. You wow. Know? And I was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, were you afraid to leave because you thought you would be cursed or something? No, because like, I mean, <laughs> I, I know quite a bit about religion and stuff. And like, I know most people think like Satanism is like, praise lucifer fuck god all this shit you know which it's not it's like it's a whole different thing but they have all these ritualistic spiritual shit that they do that it's weird as hell but so it's not what people think but it is at the same time it's kind of like (laughs) this weird weird mix but i mean yeah it was just i was just kind of let's get in here get out of here type of deal you know (laughs) I don't involve myself in that type of stuff, but I mean, I've seen, you know, I've had an artist I've worked with and we were working with a pretty famous person and they were like trying to recruit him to be like a Freemason and all that type of stuff. And then he got busted. That artist got busted for some child stuff. Oh wow! I've seen all, I've seen all sorts of stuff like, you know, in the music industry itself is shark eat shark type of industry too. So a lot of people, going after each other trying to step on each other to get you know to a different level so but yeah i kind of sit back my best friend is like a really big producer so me and him kind of work together now but he's uh yeah he stays away from that stuff too so hell yeah imagine like that 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 doesn't sound right you know i mean no definitely not (laughs) but but it's crazy because you'll see that person on every song on billboard every you know and then you start to wonder like what the fuck is going on right now what is this person doing right now that this is working for them you know it's and i think and and you know, money, a lot of people are driven to money. A lot of times it's about money and people will do some crazy ass shit to get money. And that's really what it comes down well, to. He, he he messes around. I'm putting a little bit of your business out there. <laughs> but he messes around. I know he's just playing around, uh, but he always be like, man, let's let's just sell our souls to the devil so we can just make it already. And I'm like, like, come on, let's do it. I'm down. You're not down. I'm like, dude, why would I be down with that? Like, that's a very, no. very real thing in the music. Well, 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 first I started, first I started with DMT and Awayaska. Then I got frustrated. I was like, fuck it. Let's sell it. You know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, we don't even own it. You know what I mean? So technically it's a come up, but I mean, I just think that regardless, I mean, we're already in hell. You might as well dictate where you're going to go and how you're like, if you're going to get cornered, you might as well pick your corner. Right. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying, like, like, enjoy it. Like, 
it just makes me like think that okay so if artists really don't make any money so that means that they're just there to just they're just on rentals you know what i mean that's that's, that's really what it is not even rentals because like the way the music industry works is like you'll either get a signing bonus or you'll get an advance most times they'll be told it's a signing bonus and it's an advance in the contract so that money you owe back so they they'll tell you here's eighty thousand here's a hundred thousand whatever it might be so it is a devil and and, <laughs> and and you gotta what they don't tell you either is like hey that money's meant for you to pay for your tour bus or your whatever it costs when you go on the road they don't tell you that so people are out here buying new watches necklaces all sorts of shit and all of a sudden the money's gone and then what does the record label do well let's sign for some more do you need money for your tour now you're in a hole even more you still don't own your masters. No. Most most record contracts 50 years to life on the masters. So That's Yeah, you don't you don't own anything. That's crazy. But it's kind of worth it though. You know what I mean? What? Like like you like well, okay. So there's yeah, there is instances where it's worth it and I'll tell you why. Cuz I don't know if I should get it. This is kind of a rabbit hole, but uh if you're an artist coming up, you're on the kind of the brink of making it or not making it you go sign to a record label on a five-year contract you gotta make three albums over five years right Mm -hmm. okay you make your three albums you give away your masters for three years you know three years worth of music and then you leave the label after and go independent they just blew you up spent all the money blew you up yeah they own your masters but now everything you make after that's yours and you're already big now so, but, but here's where the, you can get fucked. So <laughs> reg, regular label contracts, they do two other things. If you sound like another one of their artists, they'll sign you and shelf you. You can't make any music for five years. How does that shelf work? They just, they just, Did you don't get they'll let you record. Project, they just right? won't put anything out for five years. Because, because they because don't want you, you to knock out. Yeah, right. you're a threat to the artist. They already have a bunch of money invested in. Damn. So there's that side of it. And then record label mental is I'm going to sign 100 artists with the hope of one pays off the other 99. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what? We, oh, all right. So <laughs> it's like, how do I follow that? Yeah, like, how, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It's, it's almost almost like recruiting. Yeah, it it, it would very it, much is. Yeah, it is. It's like like I said. Okay, I'm down to like sell yourself. Nah, okay, maybe I don't what? know. <laughs> I don't know, but no, I'm just saying. Um, I think it all comes down to the end goal. You know what I mean? Like, mm. what are you really gonna do? Oh, whatever, whatever the 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 what do you whatever you're trying to you know make it pop like what what impact are you really gonna do you know because okay you could either be like a uh uh you know nobody musician and just play you know for yourself and for rabbits outside or you could be like you know blasting the radio what do you want to do you know um you're gonna have to give something to get something yeah and and you gotta keep this in mind average musician takes 10 years to make it somewhere to like a See? decent level 
You have to play at least a thousand shows before a record label will even look at you most of the time or even a booking agent. So usually you should be, you know, booking, you know, 500 people in your home shows and a hundred at every show on the road. So there's like levels to it, but there's people that have money too, that will go pay a booking agent, you know, $48,000 a year and get booked on a tour with someone. But like the biggest thing in the, the music industry right now is say you're like an average artist and I'm a guy playing in an arena. I go, Hey, sign with me. I get half of your money for five years, but I'm going to take you on the road on these arena tours. Mm. You blow up. You're making pretty good money. You're losing half of it for five years, but everything after that's yours. So that's marketing, that, marketing, yeah, yeah. marketing. A lot of big artists are yeah, doing that's that. kind of sweet though. Yeah. That's not so bad. Yeah. A lot of big artists are doing that right now. Dang. So, and it makes them more money, you know? I know it's unfair, but YOLO, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to sacrifice certain things, but with the end goal that you're going to do something good. Now, if you're like just a, an idiot and just, you know, trying to just be egocentric or, you know, just worry about like yourself, then that's a different story. But if you're really trying to make an impact in this world, especially the way it's merging, like think about it. We we look at the, the stuff that I brought up, like it. That shit shouldn't be happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. None of it should be happening. And then all of it, like the power of music, the power of entertainment. That you got to think about this too. Like people have committed suicide off music before even all this technology was right. out there. Right. So it's the, it's not, you know, you got to look at it from the, yeah, there's influences in life. But really it's coming down to someone's mental health. You know? True. And, and. The access that that person's parents are giving them or that they're getting on their own on top of it to take in those influences. And a lot of people like really I try not to buy into that, but the whole validation part, like, you know, what I mean, like you want to you want to throw out throw out something out there and then you don't want to you don't want it to be like, oh, this is this is whack. You know what I mean? Because now everything at that point in your head you're gonna you're gonna be like ah man I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to go through that shit again you know what I mean like like it, it it's pretty um intense but at the same time I think that's the part where you have to stay true to yourself like and and just do it for your for what you're trying to accomplish that's it like it's, it's insane like but hey that's the reality like I th- like he always tells me like he's always like telling me like man this is not fair but then I'm like bro like. It is what it is. Like yeah. it, the 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 whole key key here, especially like like the whole um, investing in, in in podcasting and all that, is that I tell them like, what do you prefer? Go three rounds, like in the sense of like three major investments, or you rather go uh, fifteen rounds and then just stay consistent in your in your um, investment, right? Um, I think that you have more probabilities going a couple more rounds and, and possibly because all you have to do is be right once 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 somebody um acknowledges your your the the value that you bring to to for them to invest in you i think that that changes everything at that point you might be you know three rounds in you might be 12 rounds in or you might not even get it at all but at least you know you gave it you know you gave it your all <laughs> like you're already in this hole like shit's already in the youtube like it's not coming down you know what i mean so you you might as well go out with honor 
You know what I mean? Cool, I <laughs> like, don't want fall on your like, sword, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, fall on your sword, God. <laughs> like, grab the rock and scratch that tattoo off of it. Like, I was told, like, let's tat, let's tat it up, YOLO, right? <laughs> <laughs> now he'd be like that, like you know, like if you get in trouble or something like that, and, and it's two of you guys. The mom catches one of the kids, but it's, it's one guy hiding behind the trash can, and he like Jimmy. Jimmy, come on, man. Mama called us. And he's like, nah, man, he called you. So he be like that. Me, man, come on, man. Let's just fall on this sword together, man. We got to go out right. And I'm like, nah, bro. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to go out like that, man. But in, in, in thinking of uh, of equipment and stuff like that, I, I know you're, what would you recommend you start off with? Is there a starter kit that you prefer? Um, I mean, yeah, just audio wise. I mean, if you're trying to go simplicity, I guess, and get the most bang for your buck i would say like a roadcaster pro is pretty good for you know being the interface of everything uh if you're going for cheaper mics uh road road mix these pod mics that are really good um they're like 100 bucks each um and then if you want to go more upscale the sure sm7b or electro voice is good too um i would say those are like the mics cabling's pretty simple getting mic stands are always good uh camera wise there's so many options like you can go for you know a 500 dollars camera all the way to like a ten thousand dollar camera really just depends on the person so and what your capabilities are um or if you're having a team live switch your show or if you're doing everything in post or whatever it might be i mean there's a ton of options there so yeah, I mean, doing putting a podcast together, I would say, can be as cheap as twelve hundred dollars to all the way to ten thousand. Yeah. See, so. the, 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 that is the easy part, but the hard part is like not sucking. You know what I mean? Like, imagine like because there's people out there that they just be on, like you're like, bro, like, <laughs> like yeah, I've, I've seen, yeah, bad, right? Like you're, you're like, or you, or you just get people. I've had people in the entertainment industry, like a previous actor, and they'll just be on one, like in their own world. They just don't stop talking. Like if they love their voice. <laughs> they really love their voice, but they're not making any damn sense. You know, there's no direction. You're not getting anything from the conversation. You're just listening to a guy rant. You know? <laughs> I see. I see that all the time. Randy's rants. Yeah, but you'll you'll see a like a famous comedian do a rant too and they'll get sixty thousand downloads or whatever you know so it's like it's a weird it's a weird industry because there's no formula for this industry yet no so it's just you know you'll see luck right i mean yeah it's just it's about i guess getting enough traction to get awareness to an audience and then retaining that audience retaining it that's that's yeah what, what was that dude? What was that dude with the skateboard? Uh, what was his name? Which one? In the pandemic, um, with the with the cranberry juice and the skateboard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, dog face. Yeah, like he fell. The longboard. Yeah, he's gone now. Hey, I mean, but he, I'm pretty he, sure he kept. He got a free truck and yeah, a freaking year of cranberry juice though. Damn. No, I thought he had. Um, I, think I thought he, he had signed with Snoop though. I thought he had signed. I saw something about that. Like Snoop, Snoop yeah. took him under his wing. Yeah, 
Nice. That's pretty dope, then. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not. I guess it, you, you. He he didn't. He doesn't need IG yeah, no more. He don't need IG no more. Yeah, he got his. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely. pretty dope. Yeah. Imagine definitely. like riding a skateboard. That's luck. You know what I mean? Like you just he just but he, he just was consistent the, with he, it. Though. He fit the criteria. Like that's pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like that you just be yourself, and then somehow it's like, oh shit, you're cracking. Yeah, he just he got in at the sweet spot of that TikTok wave, or, or yeah, the really catch me outside. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's doing well. Yeah, she yeah. still sucks. Catch yeah. me outside, dude, <laughs> really. Didn't you say you produced some of her music? Nah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I know some people that have worked with her. But yeah. Ain't doing that. that. That was your claim to fame. That's usually like, that's what's the first thing you say. You know, to catch me outside, girl. Yeah, I work with her. You guys should work with me. And I'm just like, oh, okay. That's that's who we rolling with. Catch me outside, girl. But now nah, I think she uh, she's probably like the hardest rapper out right now. No. She's scrappy for sure. But uh, also, uh, in one of our many conversations, you were telling me about the discipline of putting your content out there as far as yep. your minutes. If it's going to be an hour, everything's got to be an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, like you get you get a lot of data going through certain distribution platforms like R19, Lipson, you know, whatever. And there's a million of them now. Anchor, whatever. So you get data, you know. So what a lot of people do is they'll just run a three-hour podcast three With hours the, oh i've seen I, I had one podcast go seven hours one time was it seven and, but this guy this doing? guy's like a he's in space let's just say that he's a scientist and he's gone through black hole theories and all sorts of craziness so he's like <sighs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's more, like, it's more like a lecture hall if like, anything. okay but, he needs a friend you know what i mean yeah but like you know that's when you're too smart for your own good i guess but uh, he, uh, you know, you see when you do a podcast, you'll be able to look on the back end and see retention rates. So you can see when your fall off is on your episode. And that's usually what you want to cut down your episode link to. So, you know, if you have an hour and a half episode and you see people falling off at like 54 minutes, you should cut down to like an hour. That but, way, but if you're running a okay, so what it, you're running an hour episode, but then you got your fall off is maybe twenty minutes, fifteen. But then how does that work? You won't even get any advertisers if you can't. <laughs> if if it's that short, then it's your content. Hmm. Then you need to restructure, yeah, because something you're not doing to keep keep them listening. Yep, hmm. makes sense. Yeah. All right. So we got the time down. Uh, is it? Does it matter whether or not? You're releasing once a week, twice a week. Does it have to be? On it a it depends day? on the show structure. So, if you're doing like a scripted series where you're telling stories, you could do seasons. Um, generally, when you launch a podcast, you always want to launch with more than one episode, usually two. That way, people, when they discover you, they can go back and listen to one more thing. Keeps them more engaged. Uh, usually, you want to drop the same time every single week. Usually Monday through Thursdays are the best days. The weekend is terrible for discovering numbers. So never drop on the weekend. And I think that's partially because music drops on Friday. So you get lost in it. 
can't mess with Kanye. Yep. Lost. Yeah. Hey, but like Thursdays, that 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 has been like, I feel like it's been like a, a ritual now. Like that, that's that it's, yeah. it's Thurs- Thursday is not a bad drop either because most people's podcasts will drop on like Monday or Tuesday. So you're not getting lost in that traffic either. Especially when you're just trying to start out and get our name out there. Yeah. And then obviously when you launch too, right when you launch, getting everyone to go in there and rate and review will help bump you into the charts, which creates more people discovering like, who the hell are these people? You know? Yeah. How hey, they get so there's hey, people that watch the charts regularly. But, but do you ever, have you ever had the, like you, you would never have the heart, like, to, like if somebody like 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 that that one that seven hours or the five hours and you, you didn't have the heart to be like yo like no because people listen to it really yeah no way yeah people are tuning in surprisingly a lot that's crazy so, Damn. yeah so you it, don't need no it really power. it really depends on the content and the original idea of it and so forth yeah wow Damn, so that's not even an option. That's 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 crazy. Yeah. So I mean we've had, you know, shows that will go two and a half hours and we look at the numbers and they're holding their retention that whole time. Dang, the whole time. Whole time. Yeah. They might have like a little dip. Usually you get dips during ad periods, people right. fast forwarding or whatever, you know, skipping over them. But I mean, other than that, yeah. Or you'll see like just a slow scale downwards. Which isn't bad either. You just don't want to fall off, you know. So. Okay. Break down the uh, the way the ad, stru- ad structure is made. How do you get ads? Um, not only how you get them, but like ones that are worth more than others as yeah, far as financially. Yeah, it's, it's basically based off your numbers. So, you know, like someone that's has 10,000 downloads could probably get, you know, one to $200 ad. You're probably getting them yourself at that point. When you get 50,000 plus downloads an episode, and this has to be within 60 days of the episode release, you could probably go to, you know, various podcast companies and have them go out and sell ads for you. So that's really like the threshold, I would say, is around 50,000. There's some shows that get signed around 20 or 30,000, but usually it's to a company that's not going to be as involved or engaged with you. They're just kind of putting out your content, selling, you know, probably, you know, direct ads that already have like been read by someone or something. Usually the live endorsed ads are where you're getting the most amount of bang for your buck. Um, when you're endorsing something, they'll usually ship you their product so you can use it and you can see, yeah, this was great. And you can explain your personal experience with it and everything. So. Oh. It, it kind of makes sense though. Remember, I was telling you the other day um, about certain podcasts that you're like, like you don't really know what's going on, but like they're everything as far as like, um, you know, they're popping, everything is good, but they're the way they're formatted is like kind of almost a movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty, it, it's crazy because then you're like, wait, and the content you don't really understand. You're like, this doesn't make any sense, but it really all comes down to is having a team, right? Like, just yeah, and it's, it's, a lot of it's engagement driven right out the gate. So does do they have an engaging thumbnail in their video? You know, is the title engaging, the description, and then when you start the video, having something in that first like, you know, 30 seconds to hold them for the rest of the video. So having that like cold open or teaser in the front before the episode actually starts helps a lot. So Damn. 
and then you're you know you you could have in an hour long episode you could have about four ads that come in blocks of two they're usually about a minute long to two minutes maybe so it's pretty simple yeah and then you could have a pre-roll and a post-roll add to usually most people don't run posts unless it's like promoting my wine company or whatever you know or something like that or just random ads um but pre-rolls are used sometimes you'll do a swap with another show hey let's i'll put your show 30 second ad on mine so you can get some of my fans and vice versa or whatever or you can have an advertiser like you know manscaped blah blah blah. come trim your balls yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) so just it just you know it depends it really depends um you know there's a lot of i think you can go there's a lot of creative ways to get sponsors too um that people don't really think about outside of just having you know host endorsed ads or dynamically inserted ads didn't they tell us last time uh only fans just to trick them just to get in (laughs) just to get them in there you know what i mean like oh i I gotta see them like let me let me me buy this real quick yeah (laughs) but like you, you could have a studio sponsor you know coming to you from blah 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 studio you could do that and that's on every episode so you can sell a blanket sponsorship like that exclusive whatever there's a lot of creative ways you could have you know you could put mic flags on stuff sell mic flags placements you know that kid that uh, there's that kid that's super popping i think that dude is like like he, he got a, a huge contract where all he does is open his toys like, oh you ryan's toy review like what but, like, oh, stupid bread. And now he has his own toy line. It made like 70 something million the first year. Yeah, my kid watches that. He's seven. <laughs> he used to watch it, I should say, like two years ago. But yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was like, wait, hating. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? He's, like, he's been on yeah. been on YouTube forever. Yeah. yeah. He got like a $12 million contract with them and then the toy line. Yeah, killing it now. Now his like, uh, I think it's like his younger brother or sister or something took his place. Has their own show now, and that's blowing up. So now the family's just cruising, and it's crazy because you could when you watched it, you could just see like the, the, the houses house. got bigger, yeah. the stuff got yeah. better. <laughs> you know, you're like, damn. Parents start looking pretty and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, they, they, it's like they say, oh, you, you're you're not you're not ugly. You're just you're just poor. You know what I mean? Like. They're yeah. like they're like the the Asian Kardashians. You know what I mean, they're, they're coming up. Obviously, yeah, I I guess. Well, the kid, yeah, the kid, YouTube kids is huge. So there's there's you know, and then there's like YouTube TV, YouTube the Red or whatever it's called. So there's like a bunch of things that like imagine how 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 messed up he's gonna be when he grows up. Why yeah. would he be messed up? Huh? Why? Why is he messed up? Like, I'm pretty sure he can't have like a normal kid life, don't you guys think? Like, why? Because he's open toys on YouTube for so long. All the, all the, he gets. I, I mean, he's a level of famous for sure. I don't know. I'm just saying. What is he gonna do? Open toys at like 15? I mean, like, what is he gonna do after? I mean, I sure it's like an exit plan. You know what I'm saying? You I mean, he's he's definitely, well off. He's definitely made it. Or yeah, yeah, he's well off. But. 72 million profit in a year just from selling damn toys. Damn. Like, he's cruising. He's not driving or anything. He's, he's got his retirement plan already set, you know? Unless his parents spent all the money, which could happen. Possibly. 
if he starts opening toys at like 21, like, like, toys at 21, bro. <laughs> like, Welcome to the adult toy yeah. show. <laughs> like, bro, like, <laughs> then this blow up doll here. You know, like, come on, dude. Just like, fall. No. I swear, I tell him, this, like, this show is sponsored by Adam and Eve. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. I tell, I tell him all the time, like, damn, man. I think we're obsolete now, man. Like, shit. We're like, it's hard to catch up with all this. You know what I mean? Like, like, what do you do? Like, I, I was trying to make him do some, uh, do a TikTok and some booty shorts, man. But he, he, no, he didn't bro, want to do it. Not, yeah, no, he, he didn't want to like, do like, it, man. I was like, bro, we need something. <laughs> no, we need no, something controversial. He, <laughs> no, he'll always come up with some kind of like crazy idea off the wall. Who would ever in a sane mind would think something like this? But he'll never be like, I'll do it. He'd be like, no, 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 you do it. <laughs> like, nah, bro, I'm not about to go on TikTok with no halter top. You know, what I'm like, that's not gonna happen. But we know, uh, um, and because we, we're gonna wrap this up shortly. But we know promotion is real big to it, right? So promotion, marketing. Uh, how should one market, whether it's a podcast or whatever they're doing? Do you think you should seek? Um, I saw outside help. How much should you invest into that and how important is it to get your actual brand out there? I mean, it's, it's a tough, that's a tough thing to say. Um, I think podcasting has been known when you do like Instagram or YouTube promotions that it doesn't really translate well. Um, so that's like the hard part. Um, all most traction in podcasting comes from guesting on other shows or vice versa. So I would say that's the number one way. Um, obviously, it's hard to get into bigger shows or certain shows that you want to be on. So it's trying to find people at the same level and slowly grow that way. Um, outside of that, I mean, you could buy. I would say the second thing would be creating audio promos. 30 to 60 seconds and go to different, you know, bigger podcast companies and pay to get your stuff as a pre-roll i would say this would be the second way to go um you could do youtube ads and stuff like that it just the conversion rate is going to be super low okay yeah and you don't want to go to like you don't you want to do it directly with youtube and run the ads directly through them because if you use like you know there's a bunch of different marketing companies for youtube um and there's a bunch of different services like things like Fiverr has a bunch and stuff like that. A lot of times they'll use like third party companies where they'll put you in a player repeater where it's just rotating through a bunch of videos and stays on for a certain amount of time and then switches to the next video. So it's like a, a counter and you're not getting actual numbers. So you want to be careful of that. Um, so you want to be, you know, you want to basically check the credibility of the stuff you're purchasing. Cause you don't want fake numbers cause that will skew what your actual traffic is. And that's what you don't want to do. So you don't want to buy listens. You don't want to do anything like that. And they'll find it. The, they'll find the fake numbers, huh? Yeah. And I would say if you're, sh you know, if budget's an issue, um, the YouTube does help drive traffic to the audio naturally. So just do clips, do clips of the show if you can. Um, and then when you're ready, do full episodes. So at what at what 
Uh, what point do you think you should transition to the full episodes where you upload? You, you can honestly do it at any time. You can start out with full episodes and and do clips at the same time. So it's a funnel, you know. So if you have a bunch of clips, it's leading back to your. The biggest thing too is the the placeholders on that end of every YouTube video that you can put in there. So you can basically take your clips clip and create a frame at the end of your video that you put in. Go check out like it could be like a little video clip of you. If you like this clip, go check the full episode here and it could be you pointing and you could put the box and link in that episode right there. And that YouTube likes that a lot on their videos. So and it also will drive the traction directly to the episode that you just watched the clip from. So. Wow. It's just deep. I'm telling you, you need I like know. you need a virtual assistant. I should have a, a podcast playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have brought my notebook this episode and wrote yeah. all this down but uh hey ladies and gentlemen we thank you for tuning in uh today uh as i do always uh first thank you shane for being a part of our show today um but gq nesto anything you want to share with the listeners the viewers out there before we part ways um this world um you gotta get on or get off because the world's gonna go with or without you so yeah just Hang on there, man. Like, hang, uh, hang in there. Hang in there. Don't give up. Yeah. Stay on. Stay, Stay on. Oh, there you go. Stay on. Yeah. Stay Fact. on. Facts. Yeah. And uh, Shane, anything you would like to share? Uh, just follow your dreams. I mean, persistence, I think, is key in life. Everyone fails at some point. So it's just, you know, sometimes it takes a few failures to get a winner. So, yeah. And once again, I'm your boy, Drew. We are Option Forward. Make sure you like, subscribe. Rate, comment, and we see you guys next time. Peace.